main card of UFC 203, New versus Overeem, Saturday, September 10th at Quicken Loans Arena in Cleveland. Punk's going to face up-and-coming welterweight Mickey Gall, who won his first uh, his UFC debut earlier this year. We are pleased to have participating on the call with us today UFC welterweight contender CM Punk and UFC welterweight contender Mickey Gall. Now I'd like to uh, turn things over to the call center to open things up for questions. Thank you. If you would like to ask a question, please signal by pressing star 1 on your telephone keypad. If you're using a speakerphone, please make sure your mute function is turned off to allow your signal to reach our equipment. Again, please press star 1 at this time. And we'll take our first question from... Mark Ramondi from SB Nation. Start with Mickey. Um, Mickey, CM is a guy that has a lot of experience, not necessarily in fighting, but performing in front of huge crowds, stadiums, 70, 80,000 people. He doesn't let that kind of thing get to him. You're, you're still a pretty young guy in the sport. You don't have that experience fighting in front of big crowds, fighting, fighting in front of a lot of eyes. How do you, how do you uh, kind of go into this fight? What's your mindset? How do you kind of combat that? Um, you know, it's, it's the same as, as any other fight. I, uh, you know, while he does have experience in fighting in front of large groups of people, um, you know, I've been fighting where or he's you know, performed there in front of large, large groups of people. I've been fighting in front of large groups of people. Not these numbers, but you know, it's the same. I, I've, I've had fights where I've had over 100 you know, friends and family members at the fight. Uh, I think that's more nerve-wracking than just random people. And, uh, you know, it's just a different thing. It's not performing. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's a real fight. We're, we're going to be, you know, standing across each other and within a rule set trying to kill each other. It's a, it's, it's a different thing, something that I believe I have more experience in. Have you been Have you been watching uh, the reality show on FS1? Have you been uh, checking that out at all? Yeah, I have. Been. What do you, What do you think of it? Uh, it's a cool show. Rory, Rory does a good job. Um, it's cool, man. It, uh, you know, Punk and, and his wife are, are seem like likable people. I, uh, you know, uh, I'm I'm not particularly impressed. You know, just different things. The uh, the way he moves. I'm sure he's improved tremendously since, though, since you know, most of that footage. But I know when he gets to like in in the fight, we get like into the you know into the shit. I think um, those bad habits gonna come out, and I, I know I'll be able to expose those. Cool, thanks, man. And and just for for CM, I know this is uh, you haven't actually fought yet, but you've gone through the training now for almost two years. Is there anything that that you've experienced that? surprised you at all that that you didn't know that you didn't know about anything like that no uh i knew what i was getting into you know uh, as much as people want to say that i didn't i did and nothing nothing surprised me um i think the level of competition in my gym uh would be surprising to most people but it, it wasn't eye-opening to me or anything like that you know i wanted to do this at the, the highest level with the best gym in the world against the hardest guys, you know, it's about proving something uh, inside the octagon. I know that you probably wisely stayed away from social media lately, um, but there's been some criticism. There have been videos out there um, of, of the show and of you sparring and stuff like that, and there's been a lot of criticism of that. Um, is, 
Do you think that what, what we've seen so far in some of those videos is actually a correct depiction of, of where you're at now as a fighter? Is a correct depiction of where I was at when it was shot, you know, pre-back pre surgery, walking around with a herniated disc, 15% power in my left leg. Uh, you know, I, it'd be like me watching one of Mickey's fights and expecting to fight that guy. You know, uh, Mickey trains his ass off, and he trains with a good team. He's not going to be the same guy he was in his last fight, it's just like I'm not going to be the same guy you saw on a television show. So, so you think that the criticisms are a little bit uh, unfair or maybe even premature? I wouldn't say it's unfair, you know, life's unfair, you know, but you can't, you can't listen to what somebody on the internet is saying about you, you know, I mean, you dig hard enough, you'll, you'll find negative stuff about everybody, you know, and I, I, I'm a positive guy. I know, I know what I'm good at. I know what I'm going to be good at. And, it, you know, what, what I did a, a year and a half ago doesn't matter to me. Gotcha. Guys, thanks so much. Good luck next week. And again, ladies and gentlemen, it is star one if you would like to ask a question. Star one to ask a question. We will now go to Scott Harris with Bleacher Reports. Yeah, thanks. Uh, kind of a follow-up for, for Punk. You just said you knew what you were good at and what you were not so good at. Can you um, break that down a little bit more? I mean, I don't want to ask you to give anything away, but, uh, you know, as you went into training, was there anything that you sort of took to that um, maybe you didn't think you were or, you know, something that you found yourself having a particular aptitude for? I think my aptitude and what I was really good at is just uh, absorbing everything, you know. Uh, you know, I got I got three three head coaches pretty much, we got a revolving uh, group of people who have been helping me with wrestling. And on top of that, uh, you know, I train with, with killers and champions, uh, current champions and former champions. So it just it is a lot to take in. But I was a sponge, and I am a sponge. And I, I just, you know, to me, that's what it's all about. You know, I've said it ad nauseum. It's about, it's about the journey. You know what I mean? It's about finding out about different disciplines and learning from everybody from all walks of life. But my mindset, I think, is probably the uh, my biggest tool. Okay, thanks. Hey, you're welcome. And we'll move on to Dave and Martin with Fox Sports. Thanks, guys. Uh, quick question for Punk. Uh, you know, Punk, one aspect of the fight that hasn't been talked about a lot that I'm curious about is your weight cut. Uh, obviously, as a professional wrestler, you weren't, you know, expected to be at a certain weight. You want to be in good shape. But how is that going, getting down to 170? Uh, it's, it's terrible. Uh, I'm like... I'm like above 200 pounds right now, and it's not looking good. <laughs> uh, I say that's fine by me. Uh, Punk, you, you're totally welcome to come in uh, heavy, man. I, I'd love uh, a little bit of whatever you're making. <laughs> yeah, I know. It would be the most money you've ever made in your entire life, and if you think I'm giving you any of my purse, you're, you're, you're fucking crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I take it. <laughs> Uh, I am curious, Punk, you know, you, you came into to the UFC obviously being billed as a, you know, former WWE superstar, uh, but I know you're not, you know, the, maybe the biggest fan of WWE or, or professional wrestling these days. I mean, how, how do you think, the, you know, do you care how people from that world are reacting to this fight? Will they be watching? I mean, does any of that matter to you considering, you know, that's kind of how your star power was brought into to being in the UFC? 
No, it doesn't. It doesn't matter to me, you know. Uh, and and I say that, and it's not like I'm negating anybody's, uh, you know, opinion or trying to hurt anybody's feelings. It's just uh, there's there's people who want to see me win. There's people who want to see me fail, you know. And like I've said, you kind of got to middle road it. You know, you can't get too far up your own ass. Believe in all the the positive stuff that people say and, and read and you read about yourself that conversely, you know, you, you can't believe all the negative stuff, you know, I, and the people who want to see me lose, you know, if I could, if I could take a page out of my old, uh, my old job, it, it doesn't really matter if they're booing or cheering as long as they're really loud, they're invested in the fight. I think that's all both of us really care about. Yeah. You know, when, when you, when you signed the contract at the end of 2014, immediately everyone's asking you questions, you know, how, how are you in this? Are you in this for the long haul? Is this a one fight, you know, bucket list, you know, what is it now you're sitting literally a week away. I mean, how, how are you feeling now that you've actually had two years of training and here you are getting into your, your first fight. I mean, are you looking at this as, you know, this is the first of many, I mean, how, how has your approach changed your mindset changed as you go, you know, a week away from your first fight versus all these same questions two years ago? Uh, my mindset hasn't changed at all. You know, uh, the sun comes up, it's a good day, you know, it's a, and, and, I, and I train and I work towards uh, the goal. Uh, I don't think past this fight, I'm not looking, you know, at, at, at who number two is going to be. I'm just focused on this one. Um, but to say this is a one and done, I think that's premature. Uh, but I'm also old and wise enough to know that, you know, you never say never. I mean, who knows what's going to happen, you know? Uh, but yeah, I'm, 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 I'm for sure in this for the long haul. I mean, I, I got a, I got a decent sized uh, number of fights on my contract and I'm looking to fulfill it and I'm looking to have fun doing it. Yeah, and last question for you, Punk. You know, uh, famously, you know, a lot of fighters are asked about predictions for a fight. I know Mickey has made his prediction for the fight, so I'll kind of ask you to put on your Conor McGregor hat for a second. How do you how do you see this fight playing out? If you were to make a prediction, how do you feel this fight will go for you? Oh, well, I see my hand getting raised, you know, and I'm not I'm not really one for for making predictions, and I'm I'm not sure if Conor's uh, hat would fit my head. I don't know if he's got a large head or a small one, but. Uh, I'm not trying to wear Connor's hat. I'm not trying to wear anybody else's hat. I'm just trying to be me, do my thing. Uh, I definitely see myself winning. Uh, and if I had to pick, I'd pick TKO. Awesome. Thanks, Paul. Appreciate it. Thank you. We will now go to Alice Lee with the score. Uh, hi. My first question is for Mickey. Yep. Hey, Mickey, I want to know, uh, are, are you signed to a standard multi-fight contract with the UFC? Because um, I'm thinking, like, win or lose on Saturday, is there any talk of you maybe going back down to the regional scene for more seasoning, or do you trust that the matchmakers will keep finding fighters of equal experience to accommodate your development? Um, my my contract is longer than just this fight. Uh, I, I don't, I don't, yeah, I never want to go back to the regional scene. I'm in the UFC now, and, uh, I'm here to stay. I want to fight the best in the world. I don't, uh, you know, that it's where I belong, and I, you know, I want war with the best guys in the world. Okay, thanks, Mickey. And for Punk, uh, actually, you know, I know everyone's asking a lot of questions about the documentary, but you know, one major uh, aspect of it is, is the involvement of your wife. Obviously, she's a, she's a celebrity in her own right. Um, she's featured quite prominently. Was this a choice of yours and hers, or was it obviously just, you know, she's part of your life, so she was going to be in it? And did she have the did she have the option to not be involved in the documentary? Oh sure, I mean she's the boss. She's got the option to do or not do whatever she wants, you know. But it was, uh, you know, I think we both felt like it was important to to show, 
you know, you can only watch so much footage of training and stuff like that. After a while, it gets it gets it gets a little tedious, no matter who you are. Um, uh, you know, the the main thing uh, I would like to talk about is my dog because I think he's pretty much the star of the whole show. Uh, yeah, did you was that was that your request to uh, to make sure they featured Larry or uh, did, again was that something that happened organically? No, it was just it, yeah, it was an open book. It was let's shoot this, and you know, I, I mean, I, I said no to some things, and some things were more annoying than others. But it was it was agreed upon to be an open book and just show what what life's like doing this uh, and the, the whole transition. But what, what kind of things did you not want them to shoot? Uh, just a couple of family things, you know, like trying to get everybody together. And my sister just had a baby. So it was just like, you know, no, no need to put the, no need to put the infant on, on, on television and stuff like that, but nothing, uh, nothing too big. You know, we gave them access on Christmas, which was, was a little annoying, but you know, that's, that's life. I think we got some good footage out of it. Okay. Uh, thanks. Uh, good luck to you both. Thank you, sir. Lux for losers. And again, as a reminder, ladies and gentlemen, it is star one if you would like to ask a question. Star one. And we'll move on to Ted Gruber with Red Eye Chicago. Hey, Punk, how are you? I'm lovely, Ted. How are you? I'm good. I just wanted to, uh, to ask you about working with Duke Rufus and starting your training there, and that was your pick of going to Milwaukee and beginning your your MMA career there. Can you just talk about a little bit about Duke and what he meant to you and getting your your MMA training together? Uh, well, you know, Duke's head coach at Rufus Sport. Uh, in my opinion, best best MMA gym, you know, possibly in the world. You know, but then again, I'm, I'm supposed to say that, you know, but uh, I don't have to talk it up. You know, the track record of fighters that train there and have come out of there are pretty much speaks for itself. You know, Duke was an amazing kickboxer in his time, uh, lifelong martial artist, and his knowledge of the sport and his knowledge of Muay Thai and, you know, boxing and everything, it really made it a no-brainer. On top of that, we're, we're friendly with each other. Uh, and I really think it probably would have been the place to go even if I didn't know Duke prior to all of this happening. It's just uh, the best environment. You know, I'm a, I'm a Midwest guy. So I don't know if I really could train anywhere else. You know, it's either hot or cold, and we're in the dungeon every day training our asses off. I really have it no other way. I'm glad there's not, like, a nice a nice topless beach anywhere near me that I can be tempted to go to. Thanks. And a quick question for Mickey. Mickey, I just want to get your thoughts on the buildup for the fight. Obviously, there is always buildup in, in any fight, but do you think there's enough buildup there, enough back and forth between you guys, or is it kind of just get in there and get it done? Um, you know, bottom line is we're, we're going to fight. And, uh, so yeah, I, I don't know. I think a lot of people are very excited for this, um, for everything I'm seeing, you know, it, uh, seems fun. We're, you know, we're not going to put on and pretend to hate each other. You know, it's, uh, I, I think, yeah, I think there, I think there is an appropriate amount of buildup. I think people are excited and I know we both are. So thanks. Yes, sir. And we will now go to Eric Kowal with MyMMANews.com. Hey, Mickey, how are you? What's up, Eric? Yeah, you, you, my question was kind of asked in a different in a different way, so I'm going to kind of change it up a little bit. You know, I've been following you on the regional scene in New Jersey and Pennsylvania. Um, you know, obviously you're brought in for the CM Punk fight, uh, but 
you know, even, even with a win, you're going to be three and zero. So, has the UFC talked to you about what they're going to do, what their plan is? Are they going to continue to bring fighters in for you to build you up, or do you go against a guy who's you know got ten fights in the UFC next? I, I that's what I want. I want I want uh, I want the the UFC killers next. I um, you know, I I don't want I don't want guys to be brought in on on my account. I want you know I want to fight the best in the world. I think the UFC has the best in the world. Uh, you know, big names make nice trophies, and I, I want a bunch of trophies. All right, thank you. Yep. Again, it is star one if you would like to ask a question. Star one. And we will move on to Josh Nason with WrestlingObserver.com. Hey, everyone. Uh, started with Punk, a question about uh, your past with, with promos, and obviously – that's a big part of your past, and then everyone's talked about certain promos you've done and so on. We haven't seen that kind of what I think a lot of people assume is a classic pro wrestling promo going into this. Is that part of your your past and kind of your brain you completely shut off in this transition, this new career? Has there been temptations to do that? Kind of talk and take me through that. I don't see the need for it. You know, people either love me or hate me already. I'm not trying to talk anybody into the building on this one. I think the – the allure is just the fact that it's happening, you know what I mean? And the story writes itself. So I, I, it's not a fabricated thing where I need to to kind of, I don't know, create some some drama between between me and Mickey. You know, we're, we're going to fight. That's the beauty of it. You know, it doesn't need to be a, a weird verbal pissing contest. I think some of these guys, uh, while it is entertainment and it's the shit talk business, I just don't, I don't, it's just, I don't see it. I, you know, I don't see it happening this time. Gotcha. And uh, for your corner for the fight, are you uh, finalized on who's going to be in your corner? Uh, yeah, yeah. It's going to be Duke, Scott Cushman, and Daniel Wanderlei. Got it. Okay. And one. Uh, I was, was going to. I was going to try to get a. I was going to try to get a fourth, but um, you know, they they didn't want they didn't want Bret Hart in my corner. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Um, with uh, with Mickey, um, or for Mickey rather, you know, you you fought for the first time in the octagon in February, and you often hear a lot about octagon jitters and just you know, many people assume what it's going to be like that first fight week, uh, going into all the prep, all the you know gear, all that type of stuff. Is there advice that you can give uh, for Punk for for what he may not be expecting going into his uh, his first UFC fight week? Um, uh, nah, man, I I don't have any advice. Uh... Uh, I, you know, I, I really enjoyed the whole fight week thing. I think it's fun. I think, I think you'll enjoy. You know, it's it's fun that like just talking right now that people want to talk about the shit that we love to do. Um, you know, it's it fight week's nice, and uh, you know, this is the, that was the best. My last fight was the best I ever <clears throat> felt in a fight, and uh, you know, it brought me a lot a lot of confidence. I plan on you know carrying that into this fight. Very good. Thank you both. Thank you. Well, now I'll take our next question from Steve Feidel with Asbury Park Press. Hey, my first question is for Mickey. Mickey, I was speaking with uh, Jim Miller prior to his fight last week, and he mentioned that he had been working out with you on and off since you were in your uh, mid-teens. What inspired you to get in this game uh, so early on? Um, you know, actually, I, I was thinking before I ever started, I, I, like growing up, I played all the sports. I was like uh you know, football, baseball, basketball, all that stuff. Uh, I box a little bit, like, on the weekends and stuff. Um, I, I was capping my football team in high school, but when I, once I, like, really learned about 
like MMA and became a fan of the UFC, um, I was like, oh, man, I can do this. This is the ultimate sport. You know, everything else, we're, we're tossing a, a ball around, and it's like simulated war. But this is the real shit. This is the real deal. Um, and I, I knew I'd be good at it. I knew I'd take to it. And uh, so, yeah, I started doing jiu-jitsu. And I was actually fans of Jim and Dan Miller. You know, it was cool. I'd be like, yo, check out these tough, you know, Jersey guys go in and scrap. And then uh, <clears throat> a couple of years later, I started training with them. Great guys. Uh, the scene here in Jersey is fairly competitive, and there's been a lot of uh, guys that have had success in the UFC that have come out of uh, New Jersey, both North and you know South Jersey. We got Frankie Edgar down here near Asbury Park, but obviously the Millers up there. What has it been like coming up through that scene? It's been great, man. You, you know, there's always training partners, always uh, tough guys around, and you know when big fights are happening, the excitement uh, you can't help but get like motivated by that. Um, you know, it's great. I'm always asked about why I think there's tough guys from Jersey. I think just everyone thinks they can fight, so you end up, you know, you find yourself in a couple. Uh, but you know, I don't know, man. I, I you know, uh, there's, yeah, there's a lot of a lot of great guys all around. You got Catone, you know, uh, Grace from New Jersey, Miller Brothers, um, American Top Team in Pennsylvania. You know, a lot of a lot of tough guys. Sure. Um, moving on to uh, Punk. Uh, you heard uh, Mickey say a little bit earlier in this call that, you know, he doesn't have any plans on going back to the regional circuit. He's made it to the UFC. Are you able to put yourself in the same place that you were in back when you made it from the Indies to WWE and remember that mindset? And does that, uh, does that give you any insight into uh, how driven uh, your opponent may be when you face him uh, a week from Saturday? Well, it's a little bit of apples and oranges comparing the two. You know, I was, uh, I was 26 and always told that I'd never make it. And then, you know, you make it and then it's just like, you get, it's, it's harder to stay there than it is to make it, you know? And, and with this, it's, you get in there and you got to win, you know, and, and it's nobody else's decision, you know, nobody's gonna, nobody's gonna take something that you, you work for away from you, you know, because you wear the wrong pair of shoes on a flight or some wacky bully bullshit like that. This is uh this is the competition. So, it's it's a little bit that, uh, different in that respect, but I, I, I'd imagine the hunger is absolutely the same. You know, you you want to you want to prove yourself right. You want to prove uh, the naysayers wrong. You want to show that you you belong there. And on top of that, you're doing something that you love to do and something that you work very hard at on a daily basis. So there's somebody else trying to take that away from you. You know, and and, and you, you your job is to not let that happen. Great. Thank you both for your time. You're welcome. Thank you. And again, it is star one if you would like to ask a question. And we'll move on to Jordan Hornberger <clears throat> with 104.9 The Horn. Hey, hey guys. First for, uh, for Punk. Punk, you've obviously been on, on some large stages. You've been at a bunch of UFC fights. But at, at UFC 185, you're able to be in the corner of Anthony Pettis and uh, in the back for, for Sergio's fights. Now, that wasn't the best of nights for, for your team. But what are some things that you learned from that fight and being there back and, and with Anthony and Sergio that night? You just, you just see how things unfold that entire week. You know, I was there the whole week. So it wasn't, it wasn't anything eye-opening. It wasn't anything that was like a – uh, a, a first learning experience for me. It was just more getting acclimated to being around the team and, and seeing how relaxed everything was and seeing what fight week was like. Uh, and, and just like how almost, uh, you know, you're, you're, you're supposed to have fun on fight week. You know, you're supposed to just chill out, relax, 
tune tune some things up. But more importantly, it's it's about being around your coach and your team and enjoying it. You know, because as as a fighter, you, chances are you probably don't get to enjoy a lot of stuff when you're you're going in and out of the gym three four times a day. So fight week's the time to kind of you know enjoy enjoy the whole process. You've been with that team through some highs and through some lows. Any advice that you've received from kind of fighters like Anthony Pettis that uh, that he's given you as you get ready to prepare for for your first fight? He leads by example. You know, he's a guy who was uh, he lost three hard fights in a row. And you know, with anybody else, you know, you'd probably speculate that he was going to get cut. Maybe if he lost his fourth one, but he went to. Uh, a lower weight division, you know, uh, so that's ultimately a harder weight cut, and he fought the best jiu-jitsu guy in that weight division, you know, and so that's just like, wow, that's really eye-opening. It's just like, you know, it it, it, it sounds corny, but it, it's not about how many times you fall. It's about when it's about getting back up and, and persevering. All right. Thanks, Punk. Um Mickey, uh, kind of similar question. This is obviously your second time fighting in the UFC. Anything that you've learned that's different from kind of you when you first made that walk that you're going to be doing differently this week from from February? Um, no, no. Uh, you know, no, nothing, nothing really. Nothing. Really. I've matured over the past six months. Uh, you know, I feel like I went into my last fight. I was a kid. I feel like uh, this, it's forced me to, to grow up, and, uh, you know, I'm really proud of what I did in the past six months. Um, you know, I've just I've gotten better in every aspect, and uh, I, I think I, I beat the crap out of my, the version of myself that won in February now. Okay. All right. Hey, thanks both of you guys. You're welcome. We'll now move on to Shamat Karsandu with MMAJunkie.com. Hi, guys. Uh, question for CM Punk. Uh, Punk, um, leading up to UFC 202, Conor McGregor uh, made some comments in regards to uh, WWE guys. I just wanted to find out what your reaction was to his comments. I don't care. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Um, regardless of his comments, were you surprised by the reaction of the, the WWE community, especially the, the wrestlers? Uh, it's a hard thing to comment on, you know, because uh, the amount of people who responded to him made me feel like they were told to respond to him. Uh, you know, he's, he's the biggest, he's the biggest name in sports at the moment, you know? So, you know, it, it's always, there's always gray areas when you involve that, that whole scene and you're wondering, is this, is this a work? Is it not a work? Um, a lot of feelings were hurt, though. I could tell you that much. But I thought was I thought was a little strange. You get you, you got to leave the emotion out of it. These guys still don't know. Regardless of what happens next weekend, what is the the one thing you hope anyone that tunes in on pay per view or is in the arena takes away from your fight and your performance? Do what you want in life. You know, find something you love to do and do it for a living. Uh, don't let people tell you you can't do something. Uh, you know, like, life's too fucking short to, to not enjoy it, to not have fun every day, to not do what it is that you want. And just one final question. Will you be walking out to the cult of personality? You will have to find out when you purchase UFC 203, September 10th, from Cleveland, Ohio. Live, only on pay-per-view. All right. Thank you very much. Cheers. You're welcome. Cheers. Mazel tov.
And we'll now go to Karen Bryant with MMA Heat. Thanks very much. Hey, Brooke. Uh, it's, Karen. Yes. <laughs> it's good to talk to you. I'm excited. I'm excited for this. But, you know, Mike, I've got a couple questions for you. I know that you have been so close to this sport, and you have so many friends that are fighters, and I know that you want to achieve everything in your life that makes you happy. But did anybody at one, any point kind of pull you aside, have a heart-to-heart with you, and go, dude, like, do you really want to do this? Did anybody ever come to talk you out of it? No. That's great. <laughs> That's amazing. What was the thing? What was the thing they told you about the the, the most? Though? Like, what did they say would be like the greatest challenge or or the hardest thing to come to terms with? Most of the high level friends that I have in the sport all said the exact same thing, and unless they were all talking amongst themselves, um, I think it it shows exactly how true this is. Is that this is a it's a mental game. You know, you could you could go to the gym. You can learn all the technique. You could be the biggest, the strongest, the fastest. Uh, and there's there's normally a couple of those guys at the gym that, for whatever reason, on fight night, you know, they don't they don't show up that same guy uh, that they are in the gym. This is uh, a lot of a lot of my friends told me that this is you know it, it's mental, and that's the hardest part about it is just the the grind. You know, uh, I, I don't think it was ever questioned whether physically I could handle a training camp. Um, you know, I think mentally was the question, but, you know, now we all know. Did you do anything like, you know, a lot of coaches uh, have their fighters do pre-visualization, that kind of thing? Do you think you'll make your ring walk, you know, earlier in the day like Cowboy's been doing lately? What do you think you're actually going to do on fight night to make sure you are in the right headspace? Uh, yeah, I'll probably do all that. You know, you said you said visualization, and that's something um, my my buddy Duncan Keith from the Blackhawks is a firm believer in. So we talk about that a lot. We exchange uh, training tips and recovery tips, and that's one thing that he always goes back to. He's like, you know, you you I, he's like really big believer in visualization. So, you know, I, I try to take a little bit of time out of every day. Um, you know, before I, I go into the gym, I'm sure I'll do it on fight night to kind of visualize and go through in my head where I see things going and, you know, putting myself in bad positions and, and you know, keeping calm and getting out of them and, you know, marching forward to win the fight. Awesome. And one last question. I know you're not doing this, you know, for the naysayers. You're doing it for you. But for you personally, what's the ideal way for you to win? Would you like to go in there and get a, you know, a fast knockout? Or do you, is there a party that really wants to prove something and, and win a, a Luzon Miller type war? Well, you said naysayers, you know, and you, there's a lot of talk about like, you know, if I, if I step foot in the octagon, I've already won, you know. Uh, I'm I'm doing something that a lot of people think that I, I, I couldn't do. Uh, but, you know, at the end of the day, you know, I don't want to walk in there and lose. You know, I want to show out. I want to show up. I want to beat Mickey. Uh, I don't really give a shit how I do it. You know, a, a win's a win. I'm not looking to impress one of my coaches more. I'm not looking to, you know, n- knock him out. I, it, it's just, it's like an all-encompassing thing, and I, I think at the root, that's why I love MMA so much is because it's so many disciplines, it's so many different things. Uh, there's so many variables. Everything has to line up on that one perfect day, you know, and, and I'm looking to, to do that on the 10th. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Um, have a great fight, both of you. Thank you.
We'll now move on to Dave Meltzer with Wrestling Observer and MMA Fighting. Punk, you know, I, I, you know, one of the things with with you and and, and everything is the the age that you started. And when you look back, I mean, do you wish that you would have made the move, say, five years earlier, six years earlier, or do you just say, well, life's done and you can't undo type of thing? It's an interesting question. Uh, I, you know, I, I try not to lend credence to that, oh, I'm, I'm old thing. You know what I mean? You're only as old as you feel. Uh, and I felt pretty old previous to my back surgery. After that, I, I really feel like a completely different person. Um, I, a big part of me wasn't going to re-sign in 2011, you know, and, and this is what I would have done. But who's to say whether I, you know, I would have been, you know, hot shotted straight to the UFC. You know, I probably would have started where Mickey started. But I, it, it, this was going to happen regardless of when and where. Um, maybe I started late, uh, but I, I really kind of think that's somebody else's opinion. If if MMA was around in the form that it's in when I was, uh, you know, 14, 15, I definitely think I would have. Uh, taking a different path, you know, and there's a, there's a lot of guys in the pro wrestling industry that say that. And I ultimately didn't want to be one of those guys that just talked about it. I wanted to do it. What, what, what year, if you could come up with the year, did you come in your mind and say, you know, there's going to be a day that I am doing this no matter what anyone says? Probably 2009. So it's been, so it's been a long thing. So what's, since, since you started, um, you know, going full-time training, What's been the biggest surprise or thing that you've learned? You know, I know you've been a fan from, from, for years and years and years, but it's one thing to be a fan and it's something completely different to be in the gym, you know, every day and, and training with top guys. I mean, has there been any, like, big surprises or was everything kind of what you expected it to be? No, it was exactly what I expected it to be. You know, uh, hard, hard days, you know, sometimes frustrating days, and then, you know, peaks and valleys. You have, I have good days, I have great days. And from um, from like a healing standpoint and everything, you know, you mentioned that you know you had the, the the back injury and now you feel great. I mean, there's always going to be little kinks here and there, but I mean, as far as does your does your body respond like after two years in the sense that you you, you hurt less and do your wrestling injuries hurt less or is it just kind of like well, it's, you know, you have your good days and bad days? No, I, I you know. It, it, no shit talk. I feel amazing. You know, I, and I, I think the not traveling goes a long way to support that. I think sleeping in your own bed, I think not dealing with uh, people's bullshit goes a long way. You know, um, not being so fixated and being punished to, for, for loving something and, and trying to make it better. It, you know, like my, my, my mind and my body, and I'm not really a spiritual guy, but even spiritually, like I'm just, I'm in the zone right now. You know, everything is much better. Now, you, 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 I saw on the reality show, and I actually had heard that before, that you had moved from Chicago to Milwaukee. I mean, did that make everything a lot easier, the fact that you didn't have the long commute? Yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, I mean, less, less driving. You know, a guy like me who would drive six hours every goddamn night, you know, it, it, a 90-minute drive doesn't seem like all that much of a problem until you're going to the gym and, you know, you're getting put on your ass on a daily basis, and then you got to drive back. And then, you know, it, it, so, yeah, uh, living here, it made everything a, a lot easier. And real quick also, um, did you, how much dealings did you have with Joe Silva, or, or did you just not deal with him, you know, through this whole journey? 
No, I talk to Joe all the time. I think I think Joe's great. Uh, you know, I, I think uh, that's one of many big changes that are probably coming since the uh, UFC got bought. You know, I'm, I'm sad to see Joe go, but he's he's still there now. So let's enjoy him while we can. Okay, cool. And uh, I don't want to say good luck because I know what you're going to say next. But um, for both guys, I hope you have a great fight. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks. We'll now go to a follow-up question from Mark Ramondi with SB Nation. Hey, I just wanted to ask uh, a couple more things to, to Punk. I think it was the first episode of the, the uh, reality show, the documentary, that you said that you're doing this for you, but it, it's almost become also thing, something that's been an inspiration to others. When did you start to realize that aspect of it? You know, I'm not really sure. It, but I... I I see it every day. You know, if I, if I'm grocery shopping, somebody runs up to me and, you know, they, they, they say something positive. Uh, and, and I just think it's nice that people respond in that way. You know, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm doing something that, uh, that ain't easy. And I think it uh, I think it's I, really, I think it's important that it inspires people, you know? And just um, last thing, there's a long history going back decades of, of pro wrestlers uh, competing in legitimate shoot fights and uh, a long history of that. Uh, do you have any knowledge of shooters, and where do you see yourself fitting into that whole hierarchy and that, and that legacy? Oh, I mean, I, I know everything there is to know about the history of professional wrestling and, and you know, catch wrestling and all that stuff. Uh, I, don't, I don't know where I fit into that. That's for history to decide. I, I can't. I, I can't say. I can't speak on that. Any inspirations from that from that sect of pro wrestling for you? Um, probably a better question for uh, Josh Barnett, who's actually fighting this weekend. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, not really. I just, you know, it, it's more. It's more. I just want to go in there and do well. Got it. Thanks, man. We'll now move on to Samuel Hoyle with Arizona State University. Hi, I've got a question for Mickey. Uh, you said earlier in this, you said uh, you want the UFC killers next. My question is, is win or lose this fight, and you do get you do get this uh, this next fight. Who would you want to go against? Um, I'm not sure. I'm still uh, thinking. I, I want everybody, man. I, my goal is to be a UFC champion. So you know, I, whoever whoever's in the way. Uh, I plan on moving up the rankings and uh, getting that belt. Um, I, I might have a name on the microphone for after. Uh, you know, we'll see. Okay, sounds good. And then uh, also to uh, to Punk, it, after this fight, win or lose, who would you want? Uh, you got to tune in to the pay-per-view live, only on pay-per-view, UFC 203, September 10th, live from Cleveland, Ohio. Gotcha. Okay. And then uh, one more question for you, Punk. Uh, you said you were about weighing in at about 200. How do you see yourself losing a near 30 pounds to weigh in at 170? Uh, amputation. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys so much for your time. <laughs> You're welcome. welcome. We'll now move on to Damon Martin with Fox Sports. A quick question, quick follow up to Punk. Uh, before before you signed with the UFC, I remember a couple of years ago there was a rumor you were going to walk out with Chael Sonnen at his fight in Chicago. Now it never actually happened, but I am kind of curious. Like, what is your relationship with Chael? Did he have any influence on you when you got in the sport? Do you, like, do you still talk to him? It seemed like I, I assume you guys were friends back then. I don't know if you still are, but it seemed like he was at least an influence back then. 
Yeah, absolutely. We we still talk. Um, it normally consists of him trying to get me to do his podcast and me trying to explain to him that uh, I can't do podcasts anymore. But yeah, we still talk. Did did he offer? I mean, you know, any advice early on, or, or you know, what kind of influence was he? Did he have any kind of influence on you in in this decision to do this? Yeah, he was one of the guys that told me that it's, it's mental. He was like, "You'll have no problem with the physical stuff." He's just like, you know, just just grind it out, believe in yourself, don't quit. It's mental. And, and real quick, I remember asking you this. I think it was like March of 2015, like right after you, you know, a few months after you had signed. Uh, you know, you were kind of rooting for for your friend Brock Lesnar to come back. Obviously, he did come back, taking obviously all the post-fight stuff away from him. But I am curious: did you ever talk to Brock again? Like, did he ever offer you any advice? I know you said that you know you would gladly you know welcome him back, and you know you'd be happy to talk to him. Did you talk to him again as you as you got ready for this debut? I did on and off, but nothing um, nothing really major to speak on. Just you know, he offered he offered advice. He you know he picked my brain whenever you want, ask me questions, no matter how stupid or, or what. Awesome. Thanks, Punk. You're welcome. And we'll take our final question from Kendrick Johnson with RingTV.com. This is, um, first question is for Mickey. Um, what, what makes you want to um, fight, CM? What, what was the reason for the call-out? Was this like a, something you kind of drafted out and things are going according to plan to get on the big stage? Or just something that is kind of like spontaneous? Um, it was nothing personal. I, uh, I, I knew, you know, I was, I found out Dana White was going to be at my first fight, my debut, um, my pro debut. And I, uh, you know, right as I got the call that he was going to be there, I was like, well, how do I make the most of this? Dana White's probably not going to be at my next two, three, four, five fights. So I got to do something now. So I was like, well, that guy, you know, CM Punk, he's O and O and just signed to the UFC. I'll be one to know. That's a, that's a like record. That you know that could happen. I've seen a lot of guys like uh, you know Sean, Shorty Rock, Santella, Andy Maine, guys who probably should be in the UFC now uh, in their you know Shorty's in his 30s and still hasn't gotten his shot. I uh, you know so I knew I needed to take take advantage of the situation. And do you think by being uh, on this um, big stage or something that will help the fact that you're talking to us and stuff already and it's not like you're I, I can't, hear, I can't hear what you said. Say it again. Uh, do you, do you, um, you plan on using this experience in your career going out with you all be talking to us and stuff, being on this big stage? I don't know what the first part of what you're saying is. It's like kind of fuzzy. Uh, you hear me now? On a big stage. Yeah, I hear you. Do you plan on using this experience with like talking to us and dealing with the media obligations to get used to being on a big stage with this being so early in your career? Um, yeah, I guess I, you know, I, I enjoy talking about it. Like I said before, uh, it's cool that people want to talk to me about what I'd love to do. Um, you know, yeah. I, and, and yeah, I'm, I'm on the, the main card now of the UFC in my, in my third pro fight, my second UFC fight. It's not normal, but you know, I, I was going to get here eventually. So I, yeah, I'm going to take advantage of, of all of it. And my uh, next two questions are for, um, CM, what, and for for this week, this whole process to be a success for you, is it more than just win or loss? Is there anything you particular that you're looking for for it to be a success for you, regardless of the result? Well, I think success is defined by the individual. You know, uh, I've had a successful camp. I've had bumps in the road. Uh, to me, fighting in the octagon is a success. I think walking in there is a success. So I win. You know, I win two, three times that night. I win when I walk in there. I win when I win. 
And I win when I get to eat a pizza afterwards. <laughs> what will be your walkout song? To find out what CM Punk's walkout song will be, you will have to purchase UFC 203 live on pay-per-view emanating from lovely Cleveland, Ohio, September 10th. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Good luck. Look forward to watching you. Thanks. Thank you. We will take another question from Jack Encarnacion with the Boston Herald. Hi, this question is for CM Punk. Um, when you were in the WWE, of course, uh, your tagline was best in the world, and you were um, you, you exuded tremendous confidence in your promos, and it was really your calling card was your ability to exude such confidence. Can you tell us what it's like to kind of have to take a different tone as an MMA fighter and as a newcomer? Is it is it strange for you? Is it a different tone than you've been adopting your whole pro career? No, I think it's, uh, it's actually pretty calming and relaxing, you know. Um, carrying an entire company on your shoulders, for lack of a better description, uh, you know, after a while, it, it, it sucks, you know what I mean? Uh, so, so, so with this, this is just more be relaxed, work, you know, focus on yourself. You know, I'm, I'm not worried about what everybody else is doing, and I'm not worried about, you know, uh, pay-per-view numbers and, and buy rates and ratings and merchandise sales. And, you know, I, I focus on one thing and one thing only, and that's myself. Can you give us a sense of the difference in lifestyle between training for a fight? It's obviously been trying. You suffered injuries, and we've seen through the documentary that it's been tough. But really the difference between lifestyle and preparing for a fight and being on the road for WWE? The biggest difference is not traveling. You know, uh, I've had a couple of friends who are fighters ask me, you know, like, what's harder? Or, you know, a lot of people ask me what's what's harder. Um, you can't really say in that aspect because, like I said, it's it's comparing apples to turnips. You know, it, I, it, I'm not traveling every day. I'm not in a different time zone every day. I'm not doing aggressive, you know, media tours every Monday morning and then having to perform at night and somehow in between there sneak in a workout and all on three hours of sleep. You know, um, that's a that's a lifestyle. You know, this is this is vacation. This is wake up. You know, eat, go to the gym, whether it was a good day or a bad day, you get to go home, you shake it off, you leave the bad uh, behind you, you take a nap, you eat, you go back to the gym. You know, there's different things you can build on and focus on. You know, you did something wrong in practice and somebody caught you in a choke, so you get to drill it and you get to work on it. And it's more singular focus. Um, the WWE life, you know, I, there's guys who have kids and, and they're married. I don't know how they do it. I mean, I, I guess that's why the divorce rate's so high. Mm. Last one for you, sir. Um, and I'm, I apologize if you've already addressed this question. I came in a bit late. But we've heard Mickey Gall talk about how um, you don't appear to be athletic in, in some of the training footage we've seen in the documentary. Of course, you're just learning the sport. But he, he seems to be putting his finger on something central about you as opposed to something you can, you know, learn to overcome. What, what, would, you, what would you say to that assessment? Uh, I've always been accused of not being athletic my entire life, <laughs> you know, and I, I, you know, who's, who's to say, um, uh, I guess because I didn't play uh, professional sports, I'm not an athlete, you know, uh, and people always look down on pro wrestling, you know, but, uh, you know, it's, 
it's, it's, a, it's a motherfucker, you know. You 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 got to be a tough son of a bitch to do it. Thank you. And that does conclude today's uh, question and answer session. I will now turn the call back over to Mr. Lockett for additional or closing remarks. You fall asleep, Dave. I almost did. Mr. Lockett, would you please check your mute function? I'm still here. Um, You're awake? I am. You guys didn't bore me. No, it was exciting. (laughs) But just a reminder about next week's schedule, uh, UFC 203 Open Workouts are set for next Wednesday, September 7th at noon at the Gateway Plaza at Quicken Loans Arena. Our uh, UFC 203 press conference will take place Thursday, September 8th at 1.30 p.m. at Quicken Loans Arena. And we will hold uh, UFC 203 weigh-ins on Friday, September 9th at 6 p.m. Eastern Time at Quicken Loans Arena. The first bout for UFC 203 will take place at 6.15 p.m. Eastern Time Saturday, September 10th. Again, I'd like to thank CM Punk and Mickey Gall for participating in today's conference call. and would like to wish everybody a happy Labor Day weekend. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, this does conclude.